0: Hi, my name is Anna. Uh, you may know me from Power Rangers, Spartacus, Kevin in the Woods, Anger Management, depends what you're into. And you are <laughs> listening to Kneel Before Pod.
1: Kneel Before Blog presents
0: Kneel Before Pod.
1: Yes, it's that time of year again here at Neil Before Pod when we celebrate Alien Day 426 by watching a movie from the Alien Universe, recording our thoughts about it, and then blowing them out of an airlock into the cold vacuum of the internet. As usual, I'm your guest host Angus, and this year we'll be discussing 2004's Alien vs Predator. Alright, I've gathered my crack team together this evening, Uh, scoured the globe, and I've got experts in from at least two corners of it. With me tonight,
2: Craig. Hello, I'm looking for a photograph of the point of safe return, if you can supply it.
1: (laughs) Okay, I know which expert you are. (laughs) And Natalie.
0: What was
1: my voice? It was an ominous, alien-y, predatory type noise. I don't like (laughs) it. Okay, well, now that you're gathered and you're on the journey with me... Yeah,
0: but I really don't think that we're prepared for Mm -hmm. all this.
1: That's fine. We'll leave on a slight tangent first with the classic... Kneel before, Rise Against Segment.
2: And Craig. So I'm going to start by kneeling before the Resident Evil 3 remake on the, well, it's on a couple of consoles and the PC, but I've got it on the PS4. It's short, but it's incredibly fun, really well paced. Gives me good nostalgic vibes to back in the day when I used to play the original. So Capcom have hit another home run in terms of their Resident Evil remakes. That's three for three now.
1: That's cool, and it seems kind of cool for the film that we're going to be discussing. I mean, it's not Resident Evil film, but it might as well be. Well, the a director. Yes, indeed. <laughs> More of that to come. Natalie, what okay. are you kneeling before tonight?
0: Um, Self-Care Tuesdays? Is that a thing? Uh, yes, it is now. I treated myself to some stuff online, and it arrived today, so I'm feeling quite excited.
1: Oh, cool. Well, you don't Anyone have to get the hashtag started. going.
0: Yeah, it exists. <laughs> what, what was it? Some Illamasqua makeup.
1: Okay, thanks for that. And tonight I'm kneeling before another podcast. It's How Did This Get Played? Which sounds like it's a spin-off of How Did This Get Made? I listened to both of them. Uh, one is about movies, one is about video games. And I'm finding that the video game version, you know, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with um, the other one, even though they're from the same studio but the hosts of it are doing a really good job of kind of dealing with the whole lockdown crisis and they're they're kind of um, amending their content towards people who are kind of stuck inside looking for things to do and they're recommending some some good games. They're also reviewing some terrible games, which is kind of the whole thrust of the podcast, but it's a lot of fun to listen to. So that's my deal. before.
2: So is it a generic sort of review type situation or do they go into the history of how the game got made?
1: Kind of. It depends on the game. They sometimes explore kind of what, in the world ended up getting this you know how did this become a game but yeah it depends really on how much lore and information there is out there they've played some pretty terrible games but they've played some good games as well and they, they kind of discuss latest releases and things like that as well stuff that they're actually looking forward to playing but they've set themselves the unenviable task of playing all these terrible games that usually end up playing on emulators or sometimes if they're really unlucky buying on amazon just so that they can get a copy of it to try and play
2: virtual <laughs> gaming for the win
1: Yeah. Okay, moving on to Rising Against. We'll go the same order. Craig, what are you Rising Against
2: today? It's a a trailer for a Netflix movie starring Chris Hemsworth called Extraction. Generic title. I almost forgot it before I said it. (laughs) It looks really bad. It looks like something that Liam Hemsworth should be in. It looks that bad. (laughs) The shade. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm not hugely impressed by Netflix's movie output a lot of the time because a lot of the time it's just generic crap like this, I mean I can't imagine this being in any way exciting or interesting or watchable, you know, the action sequences look crap, Hemsworth looks like your generic tough guy, the mission is to extract someone from somewhere I didn't even care enough throughout the trailer never mind the thing.
1: (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people will end up watching it because they usually have it, you know, as like a big sort of splash page when you come into your Netflix account and I'm guessing a lot of people just end up thinking, oh, here's the latest Netflix offering, so I end up watching these things and as you said they do tend to be terrible. Natalie, what are you rising against?
0: Still not being allowed to go that far outside and not getting to just go to the shops and you fancy a bar chocolate or some biscuits. <laughs> That's a struggle. I mean it's maybe why I could afford to do stuff Tuesday, but <laughs> mm. I am missing just getting to do what I want outside.
1: So slightly opposing meal before rise against today. <laughs> but yeah sensible lockdown is what you're rising against Yeah, and she's gone <laughs> mine I was struggling to come up with something but I guess it's kind of related to that as well there's quite a lot of movies that are not getting to see right now and things are getting pushed back which is not the biggest issue in the world but things that have been teased for a long time that could end up being crap as well such as the top gun sequel <laughs> You know, I saw the trailer for that and I was like, I'm in. But of course, it, along with so many other things, are being bumped. Yeah, it has to be done, but it's a bit of a reminder of the whole situation that we're in and just a bad time for movies.
2: Yeah, the latest announcement was that Disney had pushed back Soul and a couple of other things. Could be that they do eventually just give up the ghost and just dump them on streaming because it's been too long. Yeah, because I was reading about the kind of
1: domino effect on the Marvel universe and how I think the next Black Panther is maybe the first one that projecting won't be affected but that yes, might. Have... spider-man
2: that's keeping its release date okay at least for now
1: yeah i mean who knows i suppose it changes all the time but yeah i think things are getting knocked back and then because they get pushed to whatever date there could be other films that don't want to go up against them or they don't want to release their own movies together or there's got to be a certain amount of time because the formula for most money equals this many months in between yeah i'm sure it's giving some accountants headaches
2: Yeah, it was like Bond got right in there. It must have just hoovered up one of the last remaining decent release dates before the year was out because these things are booked in years in advance. Disney are fortunate with the Marvel movies that they've got these release dates penned in years in advance, so all they have to do is just shove everything down the schedule a little bit so Black Widow is now in the Eternals slot, the Eternals is now in whatever was next slot and so on. So Mm -hmm. they can afford to do that easily enough. I think there's others that are going to struggle and there could be ones where it's like, okay, we can't really afford to pay the distribution on this anymore. So, yeah, Netflix, do you want it? That kind of thing that might happen.
1: Yeah, the landscape could look quite different in a couple of months' time or whenever yeah. we get out of it. Yeah. It's That's going time. to
0: change. Yeah. yeah. It's going to change a lot. And I think in ways that we don't even fully really realise yet because it's
3: just going to be an upper domino
1: effect, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, well, we'll move on. <laughs> to the matter at hand. <laughs> what we're actually here to talk about, as we do every year, we gather together. I think it's been the same crew every year in time for Alien Day. Tonight, we're going to talk about a film that follows in the footsteps of other great movie face offs like King Kong versus Godzilla, Freddy versus Jason, and Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> It's 2004's Alien vs Predator And I think we'll kick off
2: with some spoiler-free thoughts from you, Craig So, I like this film I know it's not a popular opinion But I don't understand why it gets so much hate Because I think, at worst, it's a middle-of-the-road action movie You know, it's no better or worse than really any of the others I think it's paced well It moves along well I think it uses the IP, intellectual property, fairly well there are some really good moments in it that I'll come on to later on, but I do like this film. It's not without its problems, but it's a good time. It's good fun. Okay, cool. Natalie, what are your spoiler-free thoughts?
0: I'm kind of leaning towards Crave. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit radge, but if you look beyond the sort of radgeness of it, there's a sort of, I don't know is that a spoiler... There's like a nice little friendship that seems to come out. So that's <laughs> not
1: so spoilery. I mean, that could Which be could enjoyable. be between anyone.
0: I'm not sure I was supposed to, but I definitely laughed a lot. And I did wish that we were recording a reaction podcast <laughs> right? because I felt like a response well my responses for sure.
1: You wanted to record a commentary track?
0: <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the movie, you will be like, what, <laughs> what, and more spoilery comments.
1: Interesting. Well, I think it's interesting that both of you have got fairly positive <laughs> reactions so far. Normally, I'm trying to find the middle ground between the two of you. I'm definitely glad this wasn't Alien Resurrection. I can say that much. <laughs> and I think in the past, I probably would have held the quadrilogy in some higher regard. Whereas, I do see what you both mean about this is kind of a bit of fun and possibly we're in the stage now where nobody needs to take any of this too seriously at all i think there are problems with the movie but yeah i think it's short enough that for a bit of fast-paced action and for some monsters beating each other up that's probably not a spoiler scene as it's in the title yeah i think it does what it says on the tin
2: it accomplishes
1: what it sets out to do at least indeed yeah and what more can you ask
0: what does it say
1: actually well we'll discuss it (laughs) In all its spoilerific glory, after the appropriate sound.
2: Danger. The emergency destruct system is now activated. The ship will detonate in T minus 10 minutes. The option to override automatic detonation expires in T minus 5 minutes. <laughs>
1: okay now we're in spoiler territory what i'd like to kick off with is natalie your understanding of the timeline where this fits in because we were watching it together and you had a lot of questions about what was going on here we've obviously covered the first four films in the quadrilogy the alien quadrilogy Mm -hmm. Uh, we're now introducing predators into the whole thing yeah a bit about the plot and where it all fits in what do you think
0: this really confused me because i don't understand the timeline until Gus explained it to me so what my understanding is of it now?
1: Well I mean you you might be more informed I don't know
0: I feel like you explained it pretty well in that this, well wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) So this is in the past but Wayland looks older that's because he's not yet a robot and...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay that's good that achieved what I expected
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're dealing with a prequel, Craig. Have you got any elaboration on that? Well, the people that made the film, I think might have even been before it came out, said, oh, this doesn't matter. It's not canon to the Alien or Predator franchise. Don't worry about it. So don't worry about it, I guess. But there are some prequely elements to it, as in it's not the Wayland yutani company yet. It's just Weyland. Weyland is played by Lance Henriksen and there are aliens and Predators, but other than that, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's weird that the Alien films were all about, we need to stop these from getting to Earth, but they're we're already here. They're already there. <laughs> <laughs> Although not by that point. They've been blown up by that point, so maybe we need to get them back to Earth. I guess it's supposed to sort of explain why there was something in Mother's memory core about looking for these things. But again, mm. it's not canon. And I mean, what is canon in the Alien franchise now? <laughs> <laughs> and in the, the Predator franchise, to be fair. So, yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, so the plot is really basically there to sort of drive as many bodies towards the titular monsters and then just have a bit of a Halloween house of horror go you know, picking them off one by one or however many at a time as you like. So there's something construed to get them to Antarctica where they're going to be running away from aliens and predators.
2: And... Then that happens, and that's about it. Yeah, it's the standard. Something's happened. Let's bring a team together. And then they bring a team together, and then they discover what it is. But I find those scenes quite funny because it's lines from Wayland where he's saying things like, our experts said it's a pyramid. And it's like, well, yeah, it's quite (laughs) clearly a pyramid. (laughs) That was good. And a smooth side means that it must be
1: Egyptian. It's like... What? I love that they could talk to three separate experts or three groups of experts they don't have any kind of shared knowledge about other pyramids that you might find on Earth so the Egyptian experts will only be able to identify elements of the pyramid that are Egyptian and it takes that one guy to come to, no wait, they have elements of all three <laughs> I was only looking at
2: one side but when I looked at the other two sides ah, <laughs> oh, you turn it like this
0: <laughs> yeah that
2: 3D hologram is really deceptive <laughs>
1: I enjoyed that. Yeah, so a load of hokum about ancient civilizations existing in Antarctica, rituals to infect humans, like a kind of human sacrifice with aliens, and it was like a predator coming of age ritual to go and hunt these aliens down. Natalie, you're so you're pathetic. sighing.
0: Cause when you put it like that, it's just really cruel. Cool. I'm sure I wrote down at one point battery farming. That's a later stage. But it is it's like that, isn't it? Like
1: I think at one point though you were asking if this is exactly Prometheus
0: Yeah, it definitely just feels like that. They go in, they find a whole bunch of focus, focus, and then have to try and understand what it means
1: Yeah, so they sort of find a temple-like structure, awaken the alien organism within and then end up
2: having to run around screaming for their lives What I find really confusing about the setup from the Predator point of view is why bother building these temples? Why not just deposit a few Xenomorph eggs on a planet, wait a year or two, then come back and you've got this hunting ground full of them?
1: Yeah, I guess it's a good question. But I suppose they've got the the kind of, I don't know, it's like a vision or a flashback or a sort of exposition dump where you see the Predators fighting on top of the pyramid and they're overrun by aliens. Yeah. But then when I was watching that, I was thinking maybe that would be more interesting to see, you know, just all out war
2: between them. Yeah. And that whole flashback sequence is completely unnecessary because the film gives you enough information to just figure that out before this <laughs> point. There's like predator hieroglyphics all over this temple, it's obviously their temple. They talk about the hunt before that, they're obviously hunting them. You can figure out that it must be some kind of initiation ritual because that's what hunters do. It's not needed.
0: I don't know, I felt like they needed the Italian guy to explain it all
2: to me. All of it's kind of tripped over in the most sort of convenient
1: of ways. They're running from the Predators, or the aliens, I can't remember which. The pyramid kind of shapeshifts to deposit them in the perfect place to read the hieroglyphics on the floor. <laughs> and then we get a little flashback, just so they can spend ten minutes chatting
2: about their imminent doom. Yeah.
0: yeah. How have they got the time for that?
2: <laughs> I do not know. Well, they're stuck in a room waiting for the pyramid to reform, so might as well have a chat, read some hieroglyphics.
1: But that guy either guesses very well or kind of knows a lot more than he's letting on. He seems to sort of stumble upon all the right answers very quickly.
0: And he corrects that other guy as well, because the other guy's like, oh, you have to choose to enter. And then he's like, no, it's chosen. He seems to know quite well all these rad alien symbols.
2: It's pretty standard for a film like this. You just have one expert that's there and establishes that this guy is the expert in all of that sort of stuff. So anytime he opens his mouth, you can trust the fact that he just kind of knows this stuff, you know? Yeah, but how
0: can there be an expert on a civilization that they are saying has never been
2: because he read the he read the hieroglyphics. The hieroglyphics clearly told him beat by beat. Exactly <laughs>
3: what <was going> on. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right.
1: I think it's interesting that while we're discussing all of this, we keep referring to that guy or that person. I thought it would be interesting to see how many of the actual character names you could remember. So I want to go back and forth between you and see if you can name a character. So, Natalie, I'll start with you. Can you remember any of the characters' names? Wayland. Okay,
2: good. Craig? (laughs) You stole the good one.
0: (laughs) You stole the easy one.
2: Well, there's the main character, Alexa. Okay, good. Natalie? Natalie?
0: Um, the enemy of my enemy my is
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was one of his lines, but what was the character's name?
0: Right, um, let's think of like a super Italian name.
1: Silvestro? I think that's the end of the game. Unless, Craig, you can name one more character no, don't for don't the mind. steal.
2: I can. The Scottish guy, Andrew? Graham Miller, the most <laughs> Scottish name they could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well done. I mean, Eric, do you want to drop any more? Have you got? Did you? I, I did can you... name one more. I've
0: written all down, I guess.
2: I have not. Oh I, really? I just, no. no. Top the Chrome. Colin Salmon's character was named Maxwell Stafford. Oh. And he was he named in the script? I mean, I just don't remember picking up any of these. He, he tells someone his name at some point. I think. It's, oh, okay. Like I think it's during all the recruitment bit. You know when he's <laughs> somehow landing helicopters silently on top of mountains without the person climbing it. Not <laughs> Yeah, I
1: remember the Italian guy. Was he Sebastian? Is that who that was? I don't know. Yeah, it It was the name of
0: Ashley's cat. So, yeah,
1: Sebastian. I know that they're not really that important. All they're there to do is die in supposedly interesting ways. (laughs) but yeah I don't know does that seem like it's a problem with the movie that it could be a problem with all these sorts of movies where they just have to introduce a whole cast but I'm, I'm thinking of aliens where you've got all the different Marines and you do kind of get a bit of their personalities you could learn their names maybe it's because I've watched that movie over and over again that I could point out who they all are but I don't really feel like it goes to that much of an effort to tell us anything about these people I mean you get their kind of one line of this is who I am and then off they go, off they trot to their deaths.
0: I can't really tell the same about any except that the Scottish J likes to play with the digital camera and the Scottish Sons.
2: Well, there you go. You remembered a fair bit about Graham Miller. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they do the standard action movie thing, although well, it does it quite well where, yeah, it gives you a character. They have an accent that's distinctive from the others, and there's one or two traits that you can sort of latch on to. Such as Graham Miller. His two traits are: he loves his kids, and he's very much not dead. Those are the two things he's known by, at least until he dies, and then, uh, <laughs> then I forget about him like, a minute or two yeah. later.
1: Yeah, and there's the girl with the spiky hair.
2: She's like the other girl.
0: She's the cool alternative one.
2: Yeah, and, oh, she, um, and she has a gun, but might not need it. But would rather not have it and not need it rather than need I mean. it and not have it.
0: Yeah, and I'm also really surprised that I remembered that point when they all brought out their guns and I was like, wait a minute, what? All well, the
2: guys, all the soldiers. Oh yeah, they just whipped their guns out. Yeah, they've got
0: like massive guns and I was like, what the hell? But I wonder if
2: short-haired woman with gun is meant to make you think a bit of Ripley?
1: Possibly. Um, and then I was wondering whether or not that Lex, Lexi was supposed to be like the kind of new Ripley because she's, you know, the final girl. D. I was going to say the
0: final girl. Yeah,
1: She ends up
2: kind of filling that Ripley role. Well, she
0: can't really fill that Ripley role
2: when it's in the past. Except the film makes it clear that she's the protagonist. If you're comparing it to Alien, you don't Ah, know who the protagonist is. Or you wouldn't in 1979, but you can do that, obviously.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Ewan Bremner. and There is another Scottish connection as well. Tommy Flanagan. I can't remember what his character name is. I did look this up and I've forgotten it. And it's a nod to, I think, an artist or a writer who worked on the AVP comics his character name anyway but uh, yeah Tommy Flanagan he's been in Gladiator and Sons of Anarchy and various things quite a uh, recognisable face but I thought you know I had seen this movie before I had could not remember that he was in it until he
2: sort of pops <laughs> up and i like oh it's that guy couldn't even remember his name sorry Tommy. well I'd forgotten that Lance Henriksen was in it until I watched it today so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course I noticed when we were watching Karsten Norgard I couldn't have named him but I was like is that the bad coach from D2 the Mighty Ducks and yes it is <laughs> don't know his character name from this film he's coach wolf stanson in d2 the mighty ducks great oh, character doesn't bad matter. you know hacks at gordon on bay's knee but that's for another podcast is he one of the drillers one of the drillers yeah he's the guy that he's up top and he's like the surviving one that kind of falls down the shaft and then gets
2: predated at the bottom so the yeah the driller guy the guy that yeah out. yeah yes yeah that's what he can do but he doesn't even get to do it no no but they all show up and their <laughs> crack drill team
1: them. doesn't get need to do it. anything yeah
2: Bruce Willis down. must have been
1: busy <laughs> I did think of Armageddon <laughs> didn't they mention the best drilling team in the world and I thought oh. <laughs> Willis and Affleck must have been busy
0: haha <laughs> ha. just because you mentioned my stocks too
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to read out a list that I determined from watching the movie of what was in the universe and what was out so in the universe we've got the Muppets penguins exist peptical that exists and not in the universe mighty ducks too
1: if you're assuming that that's the, as far as got. the character who looks a lot like wolf stanton is definitely not in the film well, his
3: name mighty ducks.
2: not in this film i have no well, idea what it's... maybe he just keeps getting crap for that because he looks like that guy maybe that's what, what <laughs> yeah maybe
0: well anyway Mighty ducks too does not exist but the muppets Penguins and Pepsi-Cola
2: does. I
1: think Penguins isn't that much of a revelation. <laughs> and Pepsi-Cola, I mean...
0: Have you seen a penguin in any other alien movie?
1: Can't say that I have. Right,
0: well there you
1: go. But Muppets, yeah, I think that's, that's a big find. Well done. Yeah,
0: thanks.
1: Although I do think it's interesting that they say that they call scientists beakers. Not because scientists work with beakers, <laughs> but because of Beaker from the Muppets. Well, that seems like a bit of a roundabout.
2: nickname. <laughs> Yeah, I was, that I was wondering that myself yeah it's very confusing
0: <laughs> <laughs> it must just be like their way of turning around the timeline where they're like oh well the Muppets were in so we must be in the 90s 80s? oh this is 2004
1: 90s? yeah <laughs> oh, shit. this is even like before the <laughs> renaissance of the Muppets so <laughs> it's very strange it's like they are just kind yeah. of dating it and saying you know this is a, a callback to sort of 80s 90s phenomenon well um, even and older
3: that
0: is weird then
2: they don't need to explain why they called scientists beakers, though. I kind of got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually confused by the reference. Yeah, So is
1: there anything else that we think we should, you know, we really need to cover about the setting? I think that the kind of desolate landscape, the old mining settlement or whatever it was, did have that kind of link to... LV-426 and Hadley's Hope, you know,
2: looks kind of similar. I wonder if that's what they were going for. I was also thinking it was kind of a reference to The Thing.
1: Yeah, got that too.
2: But they don't really do anything with it because, you know, the aliens are underneath and they immediately abandon that abandoned mining type. Yeah,
1: there were a couple of shots that looked a bit like, you know, some famous images from The Thing, but I don't know if just setting something in Antarctica is enough to kind of a few nods to a classic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are we talking about the above the surface?
1: Well, there's the above the surface, there's the stuff that happens up there, which really, you know, not very much happens until the very end. But then, of course, you've got under the ice and the pyramid, which, yeah, I don't know, it's all very dark down there. Mm-hmm. Is that deliberate because you can get away with more special effects or with monster costumes in dark, shadowy corridors?
0: you know, one thing I have to point out I hated that their only light source was flares all the time. <laughs> all the time? It was just flares. Oh, we want to see what that is. Oh, we want to see how deep the soul is. Flare. Flare. What's stick. that? I thought it looked a lot like Indiana Jones. And I told you that when we were watching it.
1: You mean you're expecting people to sort of roll under the doors when yeah, walls were shifting like, and stuff?
0: Yeah. <laughs> when that door starts closing and she like runs to it. I'm like, what? This is like the only action movie where no one attempts to slide under a stone door.
2: You see what so it to so not- all the equipment. So I wouldn't risk it.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but. Bloody Indiana Jones does, and he gets away
1: with it, so... <laughs> but we've not yet confirmed if Indiana Jones is a real person in this universe, or if it's a series of films. Mm,
0: that's true. Well, anyway, it's not very Temple
1: do Yeah? I mean, Craig, what did you think of the pyramid And the... I mean, that's where most of the action takes place.
2: I never really got a sense of what it was. I think the fact that it just keeps shifting every ten minutes is to its detriment, because... You don't get a sense of space, you don't get a sense of where they are versus other things. Like compared to the Nostromo, you know roughly how that ship is laid out. Mm-hmm. Okay, you may not know. I mean, if you played the DLC on Alien Isolation, you would definitely know how it's laid out. But And I'm sure all of our listeners have, you know, yeah. dedicated alien fans that they are. Or just watch a Let's Play, it's fine. But <laughs> you do get a sense of where things are in relation to where they are, but considering the location keeps shifting, you don't. So it's like, we need to get to the exit. It's like, how do we know we can get to the exit? Uh, No one asks that question. So it's just, we'll just go this way, and uh, sure, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah, and we'll find all these missing people on our way up. But Mm -hmm. you have no idea, because it's reconfigured.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was a bit like The Cube. Do you remember that? That movie?
2: Mm, No. I do.
0: It's like this horror movie where people get strangers get thrown into this space, and then they get told that they have to find their way out and there's all these traps and things set in all these different rooms but the cube will change every so often, I don't remember how often it is, everyone splits up, they get all chopped up and everything it just when me think of that it's just not very really original and I feel like trying to be, were they trying to be original? I don't know but it just felt a bit sloppy, it was so...
2: I don't think originality was high on anyone's list when they were making <laughs> it. <laughs> and it
0: did not feel like it because it just feels like there's a lot of other references that i
1: was feeling while watching it yeah well i think it's probably easier to track the action in the cube as craig said once they get in there i mean there's the kind of discovering the sacrificial chamber they discover the weapons and they seem to know a lot about the sarcophagus that they find them in and then once things start shifting around i'm kind of i know it's alien technology so you're not supposed to expect it to have a kind of earthbound explanation for how any of this is happening but it's still just a bit like, what's going on here? How does this work? How are they supposed to navigate any of this? And how are they even formulating a plan?
2: Yeah, I think if they'd left the setting static, then it would have been much better because that's fine, just navigate this temple. Like The temple itself could be yes. a maze without you having to reconfigure it every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Like It would have been interesting enough that them trying to do that. And it's very off-putting.
1: I thought it was interesting that they found themselves in so many corridors that were very reminiscent of air ducts. It was almost as if... In a prequel, in a pyramid that was built thousands of years ago, somehow they were able to anticipate that the first time that we as viewers would see an alien, we'd see people crawling about in air shafts trying to chase it out or trying to deal with it in there. And somehow these characters are placed in almost exactly the same
2: scenario. Although that makes sense to me because the predators know their prey. So they know how the xenomorphs work and they want to design something that's a challenge. So it makes sense to design something that they could move around easily enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, you might be able to explain it away. I still find those sort of Toblerone shaped tunnels that the guys were crawling around in. I'm like, well, I'm clearly supposed to be reminded of Dallas and the air vents in the Nostromo. Although no one had a flamethrower. No one had a flamethrower.
2: Or any kind of tracking device.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. In terms of ways that they kind of nodded towards the older movies, you'd think that they probably would have thrown something like that in, although I gather that there are quite a few things I missed, but there are some pretty overt references as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is always going to be something like this. They're always going to refer back. I don't think it gets in the way of what they're trying to do, because I kind of want them to reference these things. Like I said, the crawling through claustrophobic tunnels makes sense in an alien film for me, and it makes sense that the Predators would design that with that in mind, because they want it to be a challenge for their teenagers (laughs) teenagers
1: <laughs> they're, they're cocky teenagers <laughs> yeah, I thought you might think it was like the crystal maze Natalie with all the different sort of puzzly bits that they had to get through
0: was it a puzzle
1: well it's not really a puzzle but it's shifting around
0: mm, yeah but I don't really get that I mean should I
1: have nope if it's not on your list then uh, <laughs> I didn't read it down
0: I mean I've got some other things I do but I didn't read down the crystal maze I think I was too thinking about how they didn't roll under that door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you really want someone to roll under that like, door? I
0: at was attempt it. I knew know how his equipment, but that's how somebody could have died.
2: Although there was a bit where they were crawling through. One of the ducks says the place was reconfiguring, and someone barely made it through.
0: Well, two people at least get trapped under a little hole in the floor, and I was like, what are those pits for? Who is this for? What is this actually? I feel like it was just fully constructed for them to for them to get stuck in, I don't really get the whole that it was made for the aliens to roam around and it only started moving around after they took the guns so I think that's where I started thinking of Temple of Doom because they steal the guns that are offered up to them after the guy figures out that what day it is that it was last opened and everything like that so I wrote down, google calendar, question mark, button symbols, what? but then I've written metric what? <laughs> um, it only starts moving around then So then it's like Aladdin's cave isn't it? It's like you don't touch anything else other than the lamp And they've gone and touched sacred guns or whatever
1: And didn't leave a bag of sand behind
0: Didn't leave a bag of sand, they did nothing I don't really get how quickly they got there I don't really get why they were there
1: Well it's really just to get us to the point of Alien, stick with me, <laughs> versus Predator <laughs> <laughs> And then we get some action. So, Greg, you said that you enjoyed the monster-on-monster monster action in this. What did you think of when these two mythical movie beasts face off?
2: It's kind of weird because in some cases it's really janky. It's really close-up, really rapid-cutting. But every now and again the camera gets pulled back and you get to see them both duking it out. And that sort of stuff is awesome. The bit where the predator grabs the alien by the tail and sort of slams it into the wall and where the alien gets injured and starts spraying acid everywhere. It's really cool stuff, and there's a lot of practical effects in this film. When I was thinking back on it before I watched it, I was thinking there'd be a lot more CGI than there is, but there's not. Like, the Queen Alien is a fully practical effect. It's Mm -hmm. one of the most complex Mm -hmm. animatronics ever built. It's up there with the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, so...
0: Wait, she's not real?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Some effort was really put in here, and I think in some cases it's slightly poorly edited, but there are some really cool moments. Yeah, I think I was... Finally fighting.
1: I think I was expecting to find a CGI mess as well, from my memory. But, but maybe that's just because of the, the reputation of the film more than anything. And, yeah, I agree. I've seen online that they tried to stick to quite a lot of practical effects. And I think you're right. I think you can tell watching it that there's
2: a lot more weight in the action. Did you know that Guillermo del Toro almost directed this film, but he chose to direct Hellboy instead?
3: Oh, well, maybe
2: it can be So instead, we got Although Paul W S Anderson. Be. I feel like he just kind of sits on the sidelines, waiting for the director if they really want to pass up on a project, so he can swoop in and take it. I would
1: like to just read out an excerpt of his filmography. I mean, this is missing out one or two things here and there, but 1995, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 1997, Event Horizon, which. I've only seen once, but it was when I was very young and I found it very disturbing. And I've, It's one of those films I've never been able to go back to because I if feel it, scarred. Have I
0: seen
2: it? Event Horizon is a weird-ass film.
1: Yeah.
0: Have I seen it?
1: Uh, it's got Sam Neill in it, so you should have seen it, seeing as mm-hmm. you love him.
0: I love Sam Neill. But
1: you maybe don't want to watch it if you love Sam Neill.
0: Why you to see man? Bad Things. Oh, I am not to watch it.
1: Okay, 2002, Resident Evil, writer-director. Yeah,
2: Resident uh, two- Evil. Colin Salmon's in that as well.
1: Yes, and I thought he kind of dies in a spoiler for Resident Evil two thousand and two. He dies in a very similar fashion. And this he gets a net all over him that's kind of cutting into him, cutting oh, him into yeah. cubes. And then in the uh, Resident Evil he's
2: diced up by lasers. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, that scene is iconic. That is Michelle Rodriguez in it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah.
0: I wrote down because we talked about this when we watched it, so I watched it for definitely the first thing yesterday. And I wrote down Mortal Kombat-esque symbols when in the Two Scots room. So there's definitely a lot of like, weird close-ups of um, tiles and bricks. More bricks, I think, than tiles. Bricks that have like symbolism that so like, definitely look like Mortal Kombat This symbols. was
1: definitely left here by Shock Hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: like, How the come they've been here? And then you said... Or, oh, I think he directed combat, and then you Googled it, and I was like, what the hell? So
1: I don't know if it's just him being like, I can do
0: what I want.
1: Well I'm going to finish my <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> my rundown sorry. excerpt. So 2004 AVP Writer-Director, 2004 Resident Evil Apocalypse Writer, 2007 Resident Evil Extinction Writer, 2010 <laughs> Resident Evil Afterlife Writer-Director, 2012 <laughs> Resident Evil Retribution Writer-Director, 2016 Resident Evil The Final Chapter Writer-Director. There's a yeah. lot of colons in his,
2: his <laughs> filmography. Yeah, um, although the Resident Evil franchise, Mila Jovovich is in them, and she's his wife.
1: Yes, indeed. And I had a, a question why about that as well. Married? I was thinking, but well, why is she not in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they were was married
2: for Resident Evil Apocalypse at the time. I'm guessing. Okay, I looked up when they were married. It was a few years after this, I think.
1: But they obviously must have worked together on the first Resident Evil a couple of years before this. But I was wondering, if she'd been in this, would she have been the new Ripley? Like, would this just have changed the timeline of Alien? Would he have gone on to just make hundreds of Alien movies with her rather than (laughs) hundreds of
2: Resident Evil movies with her? Well, who knows? She might have taken on the Alexa role, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, based on that
1: career, whether or not we would just have tons and tons of Alien spinoffs now. I mean, would it be any worse than what we've actually got? I don't think so.
2: I think that it would be quite an interesting timeline. Darker, yeah. possibly, but I don't mind who knows. the Resident Evil movies. I mean, the last one's not very good. Did he do the Three Musketeers as well? Did he he did yes. It yep. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's got like an airship what? battle in it. Yeah,
1: and Christoph Waltz is the Cardinal.
2: Yeah, Pompey as well. I think that was him. Which I actually, yeah. Seen.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I did miss out a few
2: non-Resident Evil movies, but I thought it would be fun just to kind of go through his commitment to the Resident Evil franchise. I'd recommend checking out The Three Musketeers, or it was in 3D, so The 3D Musketeers. You know, <laughs> they could be called.
0: Oh, uh, I did not enjoy that one.
2: It's quite bananas, but James Corden's in it, which is a problem. But oh, oh I is, just... It's kind of a weird... It's fun time.
0: I'm sure I've seen it more than once. Really? I feel like that's a problem. We
2: saw it at the cinema. Well, I definitely saw I'm it at I'm sure
0: cinema. we watched it one time, it was on TV and I'm sure we just watched the second half because it was on but I don't think I liked it.
1: Well, you've mentioned Airships, it's quite steampunk isn't it? Yeah,
0: I don't like yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I wasn't know. expecting it when I saw it, I was like, there's flying ships in this.
0: It's, <laughs> it's a shame because I like Christoph Watts. I like of Revenge, I like The Shameless Musketeers. but I don't like that movie. Save that for another
1: podcast. Mm. <laughs> Getting back to the action, anything else stand out to you? There's a few set pieces or a few different battles. I mean, the humans kind of encounter aliens, the humans encounter predators. The alien actually kind of saves the humans from a predator for once. Hey, Acts as their savior.
0: I think that that is implying that the predator is actively saving the humans. I don't think... Well, no, they're... the predator is
1: going after them because they nicked their weapons and then the alien comes in and is
2: like...
0: Yeah, so inadvertently saves them, but it's not... Like the predator actively saving a human. No, the alien does.
2: A, I think it's the instinctive. This thing is the a bigger threat. I'll take some... this out first. And mm-hmm. That's more what it is. I find that quite odd.
1: That you know, usually we're so used to seeing people getting absolutely mauled by xenomorphs, and because there's this bigger threat, the predator's kind of training its guns on the humans, and it gets taken down by an alien.
0: I wrote that down because I wrote down Jurassic Park because that <laughs> scene it's so much like at the end of the first Jurassic Park when the T-Rex busts through and like yells and then gets the little tiny dinosaurs that were after them when they're clambering all over the skeleton it was like the exact same scene I it comes through so. screams and then they do get to yell at the each other
1: way. and the predator kind of holds it up I think and they kind of you know they're looking right into each other's faces and it's just the money shot it's kind of the you came here to see alien versus predator here's a whole screen full of an alien versus a predator shouting at each
2: other. What more do you want? More. (laughs) More of it. Yeah, I think they don't do enough of the alien versus predator stuff because a lot of the time we're following these hapless humans running around and Mm -hmm. they're trying to deal with the threat on two sides but you don't really see a lot of the aliens and the Predators duking it out. I wonder if that's a production issue because they were doing so many practical things, it was a bit more difficult to set up these things. It's easier to have the uncontrolled element of a xenomorph on screen versus some humans or a Predator in costume versus some humans, but having the two monsters fighting is more problematic to set up. Maybe, although
1: in a film called Alien versus Predator, yeah. I suppose they can kind of get them to square off a few times, and then you can claim that you've given people their money's worth.
0: I wrote down, why have humans at all?
1: To give us
2: some nameless characters to relate to. Well, otherwise it's basically a silent movie. (laughs) What's
3: wrong with that? It's the
2: artist. No one would watch it.
0: (laughs) That's what's
1: wrong with it subtitles you could have but, yeah they uh, could uh, really like,
0: talking or something but can it be like hush or something <laughs> you have maybe one person what's it a called? a quiet place <laughs> a quiet place, yeah
1: except the opposite
0: yeah because they just scream a loud stuff. place but just follow the aliens or follow the predators or whatever humans are a bit redundant
1: well they're there and all their expository dialogue tells us about why all this is happening. And you're questioning how would you ever... I mean, obviously you're reading it on hieroglyphics, but you're in this completely terrifying situation. (laughs) You've encountered not one, but two alien races. And you're here just to be like, okay, well, there was sacrifices. That's why this is going on.
2: (laughs) The video games, it's always Marines, isn't it? As your third-player character choice thing so mm-hmm. I wonder if there could have been a version of this film that is essentially just set after aliens and it's the colonial marine stumbling onto some kind of predator proving ground where they're hunting xenomorphs I haven't actually played any of the games but I wonder if that's essentially the plot of the games? Yep, yeah, possibly I mean I played
1: the first one, I think it was the first one a long time ago I just remember that you didn't need to have the CD rom in your PC at the time so you could put it in install the game take out the cd and then stick in limp biscuit or whatever it was <laughs> i would have been listening to at the time i used to go the alien a lot because you could run up the walls and run on the ceiling and stuff you had to be really stealthy because the other races the marines and the predators had a lot of firepower so you had to do a lot of hiding in the shadows as an alien but yeah i do remember listening to rolling by limp biscuit while i was running around various <laughs> air vents did <laughs> you a, not just had a cd player next to the computer it <laughs> could have done but there was something so novel about being able to i was playing a game and listening to a cd at the same time <laughs> Time on the same machine. Ah, <laughs> the
2: We were easily amused back then, kids. Yep. <laughs> I know there was a PS3 AVP game that I've never played. Mm. I think that's set on like a space station or something.
1: I had read that this movie was in development hell for a long time, so there may well have been a version that was like that, but apparently Paul W.S. Anderson dreamt up this scenario and pitched it, and that kind of finally got it. Over the line and got it made.
2: Fair play. In terms of the, the action, this isn't really an action beat, but it's something that really impressed me. It's something I actually remember from way back, like the last time I watched it. But this time, I, know, I was watching for it, and I wanted to see if it held up to my memory. And it's the bit where, where Alexa and the Predator decide to work together. And <laughs> it starts off, so Alexa kills an alien, and yeah. then the Predator shows her the acid. that will melt this, but it won't melt its own skin so yeah. here have the shield and it's like this dumping Beautiful. of information on the viewer it, and on her that yeah. is all achieved without dialogue and the rest of the film is essentially dialogue free because they just work together yeah and they communicate non-verbally and i think that doesn't belong in a terrible film as people keep calling it, <laughs> I, think it I think it bears remark because it is actually very well put together storytelling
1: yeah, i think you might have a different feeling about that
2: natalie <laughs>
0: What?
1: Well, I think when we
3: were,
1: when, when he was kind of making the shield and the spear for her, oh, yeah. we were just looking at each other like, <laughs> is this actually happening?
0: What?
1: Oh, and all the sort of furtive glances between the two. Oh, you're yeah. worthy now. I saw you kill that alien. So, uh,
0: yeah, I have a real issue with that because obviously the predators are killing the humans because they're invading and messing up their business, which is fair but it's just a bit of a stretch to be like hold on, I'm gonna hold up my hands to you I'm gonna get the thing out of the bag, I'm gonna give it to you when that predator can easily just snap her and steal the gun why does he stop and let her go wait, 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 I'll give you the gun here you go, I'll lay it down before you and then that starts their friendship and I can hear you wanting to start talking about it (laughs) but it is a very big stretch to be like yeah, Predator is going to let you do that it is interesting to see that side of a Predator that it almost has a personality because I think that that then shifts us to somehow want to consider the Predator as a person whereas the aliens are like these savage animals or whatever but it's a stretch haven't said that though. I did enjoy their friendship. <laughs> I found it very amusing and bizarre. And they get to have like a cool runnings moment up the ice tunnel together. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty.
2: So at that point, he was the only predator left. So I could believe that he would be like, "Okay, I maybe have to throw the rule book out here a bit if I want to make it out of here alive."
0: Why? And- He's obviously going to survive. He's badass. They're putting it down. He's a metal teenage ninja turtle. I think it's interesting that
1: they're supposed to be these sort of teenagers or young bloods or whatever. And he must be, like, the least hot-headed one of them all. Because you'd think, like, he'd be wanting to prove himself, so he'd just be, like, slaughtering everything before him. But instead he's like, well, actually I'm kind of introspective and I see that she's worthy, so she's willing to help me. Maybe that's a mature move for a young
2: predator. (laughs) I didn't really question the logic of it because the film was over an hour and a half in at this point. It's like, the, the logic's gone. There is no logic anymore. But the way they convey that information is really good. It's really well directed. it's beautiful. There's a lot of talent in there, as in we've got information to convey one of the things in this scene can't speak. How do we do it? And it's just very simple visual cues. And maybe more things like that would have endeared the film to more people over the years. But yeah, it's not even the worst alien film, let alone the worst film ever made or whatever some people have said. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh people call this the worst film ever made probably it's making me I don't know. think
0: of The Shape of Water <laughs> this is The Shape of Water <laughs> don't they? amazing that's like a predator in the water
1: you think there's
2: something a bit more between them
0: well no not <laughs> on a sexual level that we saw but who's to say that that's not well, it that,
2: I mean there wasn't time he was not long for this world exactly. after that point so yeah. who knows
0: Unless he's able She's to be completely <laughs> healed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh,
1: yeah. We'll get to that.
0: Oh, child. Yeah, no, but talking about that just made me think of that movie right now. That communication between non verbal people or things or beings.
2: Maybe that's where Del Toro got the idea for The Shape of Water by watching this <laughs> film that he almost made.
0: I hope so. Wait.
2: It's all falling into place like the moving parts of a pyramid. We've cracked it, guys. We've cracked it. That's it. Del Toro owes his Oscar to this movie.
0: Incredible.
2: I was going to mention you some,
0: heard other, it here first.
2: some other
1: sort of influences that you see in The Matrix which would have been a couple of years beforehand. So there's some pretty obvious bullet time that happens in here. Oh, there's
3: some slow-mo. Yeah.
1: Facehuggers kind of jumping through the air, camera swivels around them. I was thinking, oh, that's oh. very reminiscent of The Matrix.
2: So you can see how poorly animated they are.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I wondered whether or not that was just stolen from, you know, that was very 2004. We mentioned the thing, so obviously it's in Antarctica, it's in this cold setting, that you could draw a lot of similarities there. I did think of a more literary influence. I have read the short story At the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm -hmm. Thought of that initially when it kind of opens in 1904 in Antarctica. That story's all set around an expedition to Antarctica, and they find basically kind of what the party in this find, horrors beyond tell, buried, well, kind of buried, semi-buried in Antarctica. I'm
2: not sure what the 1904 scene is supposed to be for. It's just completely pointless.
1: Yeah, other than it being 100 years before the events that we're about to watch, I don't know if that's... But it
2: later tells you every 100 years they come, so...
1: But how would
0: they have known 100 years ago? Maybe they
1: just wanted to have a period section, just to have that guy with the beard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But... It doesn't make any sense, because like, they wouldn't have had equipment and everything, like humans wouldn't have had, if nobody would have been living up there.
1: Well, they were mining, and the mine, the mine was kind of right above the, well, supposed to be right above it, but I also yeah, I read get, I on the internet um, today that the angle of the shaft would mean that the pyramid was three quarters of a mile away or something like that. Yeah, but, but anyway, was
0: it common to have mined uh, in I
1: also, Antarctica I also in read 1904? that that was before the first human expeditions, or mining <laughs> expeditions to Antarctica <laughs> took place, so it's factually incorrect.
2: Yeah, but this is yeah. a world where the Weyland Corporation exists, so... Oh, that's true. I guess in that 1904 segment, an alien got out somehow because that's mm-hmm. all that really happens. You know, the predator tracks down the alien in the midst of that place and I guess kills it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't really find out what happens and there's no corpses there at all when they arrive next time. Which kind of makes sense because they'd probably get covered up by ice and stuff. Although the facility didn't.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think that the less said on that the better because I think that there's no answer or anything that makes sense about that section of the movie at all I started trying to think about how that would work And I just...
1: About 1904 or about the ending?
0: The 1904! It made me confused for parts of the movie where I feel like I should have been focusing on the action I was going, how did they... but why did that... And who was the... (laughs) What was the bit that the, yeah, like I just I spent too long thinking about that instead of being like, oh, they're getting on a bobsled.
1: <laughs> so in terms of the final set piece, Craig, what do you think of the, it's quite reminiscent of the way they dispatch alien queens or an alien queen in the past. What do you think of that sort of final
2: battle? I it was all right. There's nothing particularly memorable about it. It's just them kind of running away and then they push it into the ocean. Although it's not clear whether that would kill an alien queen or not. I mm. well, we don't yeah. know if they drown or not, but is it just there under the ocean just kind of crawling its way back to civilization <laughs> at some point? <laughs> yeah. The thing that strikes me most about it is the predator gets picked up or the predator corpse gets picked up and then the other predators are like, yeah, you're cool. It's fine. You've got a mark on your face. Yeah. We're fine with you. And then they bugger off. And then she's just left there in yeah. the Antarctic with no communications <laughs> equipment. And nobody alive to help her get home. Yeah, no jacket. So, what, she's going to die in, like, half an hour or so?
0: (laughs) No, no, but she's got a fueled up helicopter.
2: No, that's on the boat though isn't it? They were supposed um, to radio the boat to come and pick them up but she can't do that because of oh, Well I've
0: then I've no idea.
2: Yeah it's a pretty hopeless ending.
0: <laughs> they should have done Guardians of the Galaxy and just taken her with them.
2: It's just uh, saying, <laughs> yo predators could you give me a lift to the mainland please? Just, you're going past that way, it's not too <laughs> yeah, far out of your way. Just, just, yeah. just drop me off on the way home. <laughs> 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 so that's why she isn't in the sequel because she froze to death like an hour later.
0: It's the sequel not many years after that though.
2: No, I don't know. Was it in like two thousand and seven? They made the sequel, and um, but when's it, that set? You? I think it is in like two thousand and seven. Oh, it's like a small town, and the aliens and predators invade. I don't know. I've only really seen it once, so I have never seen it.
0: What? <laughs> Well, technically,
2: I've never seen it because it's so dark that you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that though. I think I was
1: working at the cinema when that came out, and I must have screen checked it a couple of times, but I have not seen it all the way through. That's
0: crazy. So,
1: uh, actually, you know, next year is a whole new territory. What are we going to do? Yeah, we might even be out of lockdown by then.
0: Oh, what if that's a really sad thing? Of, we'll like, be listening
1: to this <laughs> years to come. Still lining up to get into the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to say about the final action sequence. It's funky. Yeah, it's not particularly memorable. They have to deal with the Queen in some way. I do like the Predator's elbow
2: drop, though. That's quite cool. It's <laughs> quite a cool little move.
0: I don't think she'll die. Wouldn't it just be like if you're really cold and you go into like that sort of like cryogenic
2: Well she was already frozen, no, she's, so she's not Captain America.
0: <laughs> no, but like <laughs> she but kinda yes, wakes from cryo sleep. But she was frozen and not producing eggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: you mean the alien queen? I thought, I thought Yeah. Meant, I thought you meant Alexa.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like she's no, it's fine. They just sorry. discover her and she's in alien five with Ripley.
0: Yeah, no, the um no, the alien going into the water. I'm just thinking like, they leave it quite open. So I wonder if the next movie is a sequel to this one. Is it?
2: Yeah, no. but I think it has more to do with the ending in terms of what happens to the predator rather than what happens to the alien queen. It shows right. you who the true protagonist is.
0: They leave it quite open for her not to have died because they're practically fish anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, you think they're like prawns, but that's a bit district nine. I wrote
0: down why is everything so wet? The aliens—they're just so wet. They just drool all the time. You just feel like they're wet all the time. They're They're just—they're fresh land
2: fish. Hungry types.
0: Yeah, or what are they called? Great serpents. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, snakes are always pretty slimy, so it's a fair.
0: No, they're not. What snakes do you hang out with?
1: I'd have to be snakes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. There's possibility that left it open where it could have done more, maybe? Because I don't think she would have died. It would be so cold. It would be like when she got shot into space. Like that didn't know.
2: work out well for them. I actually can't remember if in AVP2, the Queen doesn't find her way to shore or not. It might happen. I can't remember.
1: So a like Godzilla.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, a frozen Godzilla. Because if you're that cold, would it not just slow down?
1: She is frozen. I mean, presumably it's the same Queen that's been there producing eggs for every ritual that's ever happened so
0: for every movie
1: no for for for, for
2: many centuries they've been
1: yeah so she's kind of chained up as part of the machinery of the predator ritual but she's frozen so she can obviously survive at pretty low temps yeah
0: Yeah, i think that she can
1: it's just a question of whether or not she can swim yeah and (laughs) we saw them swimming in alien resurrection
2: yeah but that wasn't a queen queens are Care. okay she might just walk it's along the ocean floor
0: really, it's <laughs> also just really cold i think she'll be in a suspended animation
2: it's a lot of speculation
0: yeah
2: needs so, to write to paul ws anderson and ask didn't she? yeah you'll have the answers
1: <laughs> natalie who do you think won the movie i mean this is aliens versus predator whoever wins we lose was the tagline that's oh, one wins, of the most famous things wins. about the film
0: yeah whoever wins who, whoever wins we, we lose, lose
2: we being the audience for having to sense, <laughs>
0: according <laughs> to River, them.
1: yeah, we lose, we snooze, we, you know, River leave wins. all sorts of
0: we lose again, I feel like they left it quite open with you know, they've done sneak attacks before with leaving people alive, so I feel like Alien Queen could be alive it's left open I think a little bit, I don't know it sounds like the predators aren't here to destroy people, so what's the point? It's just the aliens that they've brought here and they've just destroyed all of them.
1: They come looking for worthy game, don't they? They sort of hunt muscle bound Austrians and things like that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah.
0: I just feel like predators aren't actually predatory humans. So oh, in this film, are yeah. they a threat to humans?
1: Not in this no. Well they're
0: not, like they're not trying to take over the world, they're not trying to do anything, all they've done is they've got an army base.
1: But then in Predators, which is Predator 3, they're hunting humans, or they're basically hunting any to them aliens that get dropped
2: on this and planet. And what
0: timeline is that? Is that in the future? Is that and the then It's got
2: to be in the Adrian in the Brody future. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in The Predator there's a extinction level event that they're trying to, trying to bring about that film is terrible
0: okay well to answer your question who wins
1: yeah I mean this is all set up as like you've got um, these two cinematic beasts that fans have been wanting to see they've been talking about who's gonna win Robocop or Terminator who's gonna win I Predator?
0: it's made to appear that they both oh alien alien wins yeah so they it's the very end
1: okay
2: yeah. Craig, do you agree with that? Do you think there is a winner in this battle? I don't know. The alien is incapacitated. The predator dies. Alexa's left in the Antarctic to freeze to death. So, eh, let's call it a draw. <laughs>
0: no, because... So
2: we don't lose.
0: No, because when...
2: Well, every what human is... on the expedition does.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but no one, I mean, there's uh, billions of us. They're not we. Okay, so the ship comes to pick up. We need a name for that guy. Who? The predator. I think he's. Ricky? I think called he... Ricky? Okay, Ricky. So, when Ricky gets picked up by his fam.
1: His parents.
0: Um, <laughs> who are obviously. We've got to collect him
2: after his day at Predator his Camp.
0: Wild, his wild weekend at predator <laughs> Camp.
2: He, he, <laughs> blew <laughs> up the, he blew up the, <laughs> the temples so that's got to be a bad report. I'd now. love to see yeah. that remade with like. He's so grounded. 90s, 90s.
0: He's oh, so grounded. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and maybe like, say, for the bell, kind of music of him doing crazy antics. Yeah, but the predator body has an alien within it, so you just think, Mm. all right, full circle. You
2: think running an x-ray scan would have been standard procedure at the end of these rituals, because he runs a scan on Graham earlier in the film, yeah. And sees, oh look, he's got an alien inside him You're going to have to yeah. shoot him in the head She has the technology
0: there. They're obviously too emotionally invested That's their little boy, they just want him to come home They've travelled all this way to come and get him And they can't believe their <laughs> <Right. laughs> eyes they,
1: they find that he's rigged up the stairs In the house with paint cans And there's like crushed <laughs> Crushed Christmas tree decorations everywhere
2: And <laughs> It's a bit like the ending of E.T. actually If you think about it
0: the, the yeah, parents come it Yeah, <laughs> yeah, except the dark version.
2: No, it's pretty much exactly the same. It's only the events preceding it are different.
0: Yeah, but E. T. doesn't go away with an alien kid in his belly, do you know? That we know of. Oh.
2: That we know <laughs> of. Mm. So you never did make a sequel.
0: <laughs>
2: so Natalie, you went for Alien. As a winner. Craig,
1: you're saying draw. Yeah. I feel obliged to go for Predator. Oh. Just Why? Like because just,
2: it was standing slightly longer than. <laughs>
1: yeah, than the just, alien just, was. just for fair balance, you know, because we've got a representative of every outcome. But that's not. I, I don't mean, know if I actually feel that way, but.
0: I want to say how you feel. How do you feel? <laughs>
1: well, I think that when they actually square off in the movie, there's three predators, there's multiple aliens. The first battle you see kind of goes to the aliens. They manage to take down a predator or two round two goes to the predator because Ricky the one that's the final pred
3: manages
1: (laughs) to take down some aliens he scars up the one with the net and they're about to escape they take down the alien queen that seems like a pretty big deal for Ricky and then round three I don't know I don't know if I count the chest burster making the pred alien being a win for the aliens
0: yeah I do because you don't see the actual queen dead we know that they can swim we know that they can exist in cold temperatures she's strong and a predator has been impregnated and is on a ship, what are they going to do?
1: So you think then that this establishes the Xenomorphs as the superior alien race of well, the team? Well,
0: all I know is that I wrote down, aliens are the suppressed peoples to the predators just like the Romulans.
1: Just like the Romulans? Yeah. Wow.
0: And so they're rising up.
1: <laughs> we go to Craig for comment.
2: I'm not understanding
1: this Romulan connection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were suppressed.
1: People's. <laughs> you think Picard could beam down to the Xenomorph homeworld and just like walk up to a bar and see a sign that's like "Xenos only"?
0: <laughs> and I want Jim to paint it. Jim will paint it. i a scene like that.
2: <laughs> Although one weird thing is, so the Predators seem annoyed that the humans are kicking about in the temple. But what would they have done because there was no sacrifice <laughs> otherwise?
1: Yeah, they wouldn't have had more adult aliens to go hunting.
0: Yeah but look we're only going on the assumption of Sebastian what if they were there guarding it what if it wasn't actually used as that sort of place for a really long time what if it was a relic, what if it was just a pyramid of Giza where those things happened but it doesn't happen anymore and they've kick started it into something like oh there must be there's like loads of other movie equivalents. Name one Aladdin, I've already Aladdin (laughs) (laughs) Or the mummy It takes the inter Oh, Hocus Pocus The witch's house
1: I'm just waiting for Kung Fu Panda
0: (laughs) Why? Which part of Kung Fu Panda? I don't know,
1: but there's always a way of tying it back to Kung Fu Panda No, but
0: Hocus Pocus does it Where you've got the Sanderson sisters' house That was used It shows you everything And it's guarded by a black cat The black cat in this case Predators
1: all oh, right, right, I was
2: thinking that. Bette Midler was kind of predatory. No, no they, they were clearly reactivating it to do some hunting because part of the... Who
0: was reactivating it? I didn't see the predators the reactivating pred-head? it. The, were they?
2: The, pred- the predators did because the whole reason that they found the temple was because the oh, power source yeah. switched on. The first thing that happens is the queen gets woken up and then repeatedly
0: electrocuted starts churning out that
2: so the predators (laughs) just
1: expect there to be
2: some humans kicking about to kick the whole thing off i wonder if they still thought there was some kind of cult down there still sacrificing people
0: yeah it's been a 100 years you have to wonder
2: was there a cult there a 100 years ago see that's why the 1904 scene makes no sense and then 200
1: years ago there would have been no one there when was the last time humans walked or did humans ever walk in Antarctica?
0: Hold on, does it have to be a human sacrifice? Because they've got penguins.
2: Oh, penguin alien! <laughs> I mean, well, we know it that cows it does dogs have to dog be human. Skin.
3: Yeah. yeah well there fair. you go. There you go. Although so the I mean,
2: temple is set up for human sacrifice, and, and yeah, The last people on the sacrificial altar were definitely human. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, or actually,
1: some very strange they, penguins.
0: They had their yeah. spine tripped out. Well, that's just what I thought.
1: So do you think it's a fair fight then? Do you think they're evenly matched in this? Or is it just, they're just kind of smooshed together like a couple of action figures? Craig, I'm sure you've used that allusion in the past. Is this, all this movie is, is it just a kid with two action figures smashing them together? I mean, that's basically what it is. But
2: I think they give the aliens their due. They're tough to take down. And the Predators are, well, they're by their nature. They're supposed to be less skilled than, say, the one that Arnie encounters. Because mm-hmm. I guess it's a training regime for them or something, or some kind of ritual. The yeah, coming of age thing. So you can sort of extrapolate the lessened skill level of the predator. But they have their weapons and the weapons do some damage, but I think it would have been worse had one shot from that weird shoulder cannon taken down an alien.
0: Oh, I wrote that down as a body cam. I thought it was really cool that Preds had their own body cams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They've got GoPros hooked up so they should be live streaming it. There's kids no. back home in the Predator just home world a, being like, I'm going to be like that someday. Just
0: Ooh, document.
2: Really. It's like a reality what? show on the Predator home world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them ideas, Craig.
2: No. I, I've been endorsing celebrity hunger games for quite a long time. It's the only reality show I would ever watch.
0: Oh Let's my a God, that's sick.
2: Pointless celebrities on an island and watch them hunt each other.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> it's a
2: most dangerous game.
0: It's just That's... like that Black Mirror episode.
2: The survivor gets to be famous and earn being famous.
0: I wanted to be known that I would not support that. <sighs>
2: You'd watch it though, right?
0: I wouldn't know. No, no. I it just be... makes me think of that Black Mirror episode with the robotic bees.
2: I haven't seen that one.
0: Oh, get okay, it watched and then tell me what you think about that. <laughs>
2: Well, I'll
1: tell you what I think about this. (laughs) I think that the makers of this film were probably watching the fight almost in a Vin Diesel and The Rock kind of, you know what, measuring contest that (laughs) happens in The Fast (laughs) and the (laughs) Furious. I think that they're probably being very careful to try and appease fan bases or the fan base, fans of both alien races. I'm sure there are massive fans of either that claim that their crowd could kick the other lots of ass. But I'm sure that they were probably trying to keep it equally weighed and balanced nicely so that... They couldn't be accused of, you know, favouring one or the other. I think that's probably what was going on throughout the movie. That's why it's I was trying de- to
2: keep score. Yeah. It's the same debate in comic book showdowns. Who's going to win the fight between Thor and the Hulk? Like, no one, because we want to keep fans of both. So they'll tussle for a bit and then something will interrupt it and they'll end up working together. I think the most definitive one is when you see Cap beat Iron Man in Civil War. He actually does win. And, that's and like... defeating him. Vindication for you. Well, I mean, I would have accepted either outcome.
1: <laughs>
2: would you?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, Because the, they both lose something, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is funny that you say that because now that you have put those names into my brain, I'm like, which one's Vendyson? <laughs> the alien.
1: You try to equate Vin and The Rock to a predator and an alien. Yeah. Yeah, I think Vin's probably more animalistic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Craig, what do you think? I, th- Which one's think
1: right? I think The Rock would be a predator, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Rock would be a predator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> he's got more equipment, I just mean in terms of the abilities available to him. <laughs> Vin's more of just like a scrapper, you know, he's... <laughs> he's sneaky like that.
3: <laughs>
1: but they're a good match for each other, or at least in films they are. i really go to great lengths to make sure that they punch each other an equal number of times.
0: Is there a movie where Predators and aliens get to join forces?
2: No. I highly doubt it. They only they only appear together in two films and this is one of them.
0: Oh, that's a shame.
1: Although there is a nod to aliens in Predator 2. Yes,
2: that's there cool. is. I think there's an alien skull on display. Oh. Yeah, at the end of the film, on the Predator ship, there's an alien skull mounted on the wall.
0: I should add that to my universe in Predators.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Arnie was up for a cameo in this film and would have done it if he hadn't have won the election?
0: Or if it hadn't been for those pesky kids.
2: If it hadn't been for those pesky voters. (laughs) (laughs) Things could have been so different. Yeah, I think it would have been a cameo at the end. I don't know what the context of said cameo would have been, but... He would have shown up as Dutch yeah. and said something and everyone would have be been like, oh my God, I can't wait to see the next one where he's in it properly. And then that
1: would she'd happen. have said, you're one ugly mother, F. And then she'd have been like, wait, I said exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yet we've never met.
2: Yeah. Arnie in the, the Predator franchise. I mean, it's weird that it's a franchise.
1: I also read, this might come from the same source as your trivia, Craig. So I'll, I'll check with Natalie first. Okay. Lance Henriksen became the second actor to be killed by an alien, a predator and a terminator. Who was the first? You love this person.
0: Who's Lance Henriksen?
1: <laughs> the guy who played Wayland.
0: Oh. So in um, various
1: movies he's been killed by an no, alien, a predator and a terminator.
0: It's not, but, um, oh no. I love this person. I was just going to say Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill Pullman. <laughs>
1: not bill pullman bill i'm gonna paxton? have to take your first answer no, Craig, for the win no, it was no. bill
2: paxton
0: i meant to say bill paxton i got confused <laughs> i still get the point though right bill paxton yeah okay and i do the love point. him i had his image in my head Bill, <laughs> bill, <laughs> bill, <laughs> bill
2: <laughs> Pullman. Gonna... he was killed by an alien though
0: is bill pullman casper's dead. casper's dead. yeah <laughs> i was just so joking
2: <laughs> or the president that was No, No, the independence day president.
0: No, he's Casper's dad, and that is it for me. (laughs) He's Casper's dad.
1: Do you think it's even worth kind of thinking about what the legacy of this movie is, or have we reached Mm -hmm. the point where this has been four years now of us covering critically acclaimed films to very troubled productions to what we last year somehow managed to drag ourselves through a podcast on Was it even worth asking a question about what does this mean for the franchise or are we just kind of in schlock territory now where uh we just accept that everything that comes from here is just action and we should just accept it for being kind of b-movie stuff as it is
2: it's always been said that this film isn't canon so i guess in terms of the franchise it has no impact but no one really knew what the impact was going to be at that point because there were no plans i think ridley scott was Trying to make an Alien Five at that point, and Sigourney Weaver was maybe going to return, but when it turned into Alien versus Predator, both of them sort of ran away. <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver, I don't know if she famously said, but she definitely said that it sounded ridiculous or sounded stupid or, or something like that. She said that it yeah you know, wasn't a good idea, but uh, it would have been distracting if she was in it anyway. Even in an Alien Five, how often can we keep Ripley around? Who is she? Mm-hmm. At this point? So the next one is a sequel to this, although I don't know how connected it is to this one. And then after that, we've got bloody Prometheus and Covenant.
1: Yeah, well it seems like this sort of accepted what it was. You know, like you said, it kind of achieves what it set out to do. I haven't seen the whole of the next one and I will appraise it next year but then it seems as if we got to this point we were kind of accepting okay we've had enough of people attempting to make worthy alien movies let's just start with the versus type scenarios but then once ridley scott kind of cracked up the machine again it seems as if he was trying to get the whole you know this is actually an ideas movie or this is about something with prometheus and covenant and stuff i just wonder whether or not we should just have accepted this is what it is these are movie monsters and we don't need to try and make this a bigger thing than it is
2: yeah, we've already had Alien. We don't need another one. Mm-hmm. We don't need to constantly try and recapture that. Like, Why not just take this IP and play around with it? Let's have them fight Predators. Let's have them fight Robocop. Let's have them fight, <laughs> I don't know. Let's have them cross over with Star Wars so we can see what a lightsaber does to a xenomorph. Why not? Like, yeah. Yeah, you've got these ideas, just Maybe just try and concentrate on making a watchable Predator film, but that's proving difficult these days as well. I so many like of these... But the Predator is really, really, really bad. What is our reply? I don't know
1: if this is an on-air discussion, but I mean, where do we go from here? Because I was thinking, this is the juxtaposition of aliens and predators. This is always for Alien Day, our podcast for the last few years. Where do we go in terms of including predators now that we're talking about a, a universe that includes Muppets, Penguins, Predators, <laughs> Aliens? Is it Happy Feet? Who knows what we cover next?
2: <laughs> Well, we've got what three years before we need to worry about it there's AVP2 and then there's Prometheus and then there's Covenant and maybe by then there'll be another one to tear apart true <laughs> true
1: but it yeah. feels like we need to kind of reverse and go right well there were Predator movies that feed into our current mm. timeline of yeah. Alien versus Predator I'm just massively confused
0: yeah what do you do
2: is there a Predator day no I don't think so yeah.
0: all I want to say is that when are we done so we can start watching Twister <laughs> let's get Apollo 13 on <laughs> Mighty Joe Young let's get that on and Near Dark I'd watch that again mm-hmm. I'm just saying do you have are
2: any you just f- naming Bill Pullman or sh- Bill Paxton sh- sh- Bill Pax
0: She's just looking through Paxton's
2: catalogue there's a <laughs>
0: film called Necks of Kent and it's Paxton and Swayze. Oh my god. Add to the watch
2: yeah. list. He's in half a season of Agents of Shield.
0: Who? Bill Paxton. Oh.
2: He's in Titanic.
0: I just wanna say that a lot of my favourite actors are dead and it's really depressive. Get
2: on. <laughs> What's a new favorite actor. Do you have
1: any thoughts on where does aliens go from here? I mean we know where it goes because we've got a lineup of movies to cover for the next few years but what mm. do you think? I mean have you ever thought that this, this, these, this franchise was worth something or has it mm-hmm. always just been monsters killing people?
0: Well that's a really heavy question. Alien has always meant something to me. I would say well aliens because it was a film I grew up watching as a child don't judge my parents I judge them all the time and it gave me some of my best worst nightmares as a kid so I don't know if I would change that it's quite valuable I don't know what was the rest of the question whether or not
1: you think that this movie specifically is the sort of turning point? I mean, it seems like a bit of a daft question because of the kicking we gave Resurrection last God. year.
0: <laughs> I'd mostly pushed it out of my head. But
1: those were all in the kind of the official quadrilogy, whereas, as Craig said, this wasn't supposed to be canon, well, this was just a. No,
0: I don't accept that. Whether the people who were in charge of promoting it said, oh, you can watch it, but it's not supposed to be taken as part of the real universe. don't really get that. What's the point of it not being in the universe if you're going to use the same Wayland guy for all of it? If you're going to have the same Predators for the other Predator movies or you're going to have the aliens be capable of the exact same things that actual aliens are. You can say it's not canon all you want but I think it is and I think to not look at it as though it's part of that universe is really stupid because then what's the point?
2: Well you run into issues once you get to Prometheus because that also has Wayland in it. A different yeah, I kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Descendant of this Wayland.
0: Yeah, you can look at them separately.
2: Whoever's running the franchise at any given time just makes different determinations on what's canon and what isn't. Like Ridley Scott, before he making Prometheus, said as far as he was concerned, the only canon was <sighs> Alien and Aliens, uh-huh. and no one seemed to object to that because the other two are rubbish. But I don't know. You you could see this as canon if you ignore Prometheus, as you know I like to.
0: And i think this is definitely part people. of that and i think denying it is doing it a disservice because it is not the worst alien movie that we've watched was <laughs> it the last one it could have been the one before that well let me that's
1: that's interesting We that you should podcast. begin to touch on that because i thought before we give our final thoughts i thought we could kind of give our ranking of the films that we've watched so far and i'm wondering whether or not we'll agree it's pretty obvious which film or films will be towards the top and which ones will be towards the bottom. We've only watched five over the last five years, but Craig, if you want to give us your ranking mm-hmm. of the films we've covered so far.
2: Yeah, for Alien and Aliens, I would put them in joint first because it depends what mood I'm in, what mm-hmm. I would prefer mm-hmm. at that time because they're two completely different genres. So, And then I would put this because it's the second slash third best that we've seen. And then Alien 3 and then Resurrection. Okay, interesting. Natalie, have you um, considered your ranking?
0: Yeah. So I think for me, Aliens would have to be number one because it is the one that I'm most familiar with. It is the one that I watched a lot as a kid with my fam. And then I'd have to say Alien because it is enjoyable. But again, I think I saw that as an adult properly for the first time. And I think it was when we three went to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Because I remember watching it with you and I was like, wait a minute, I don't think I remember this and so that was quite enjoyable to watch because I was like I don't think I know what happens in this and then I'm gonna have to agree with Craig I think this would come third just because I think it's the one that most feels like some kind of movie (laughs) 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 it does have a plot and it has like a sort of driving force behind it and it has a really beautiful Friendship spawned from it, um, and again, I know we laughed about it, and I definitely laughed about it and giggled profusely at that friendship. But look, I said, like there is some kind of art to that for them portraying that relationship in that way. But it has been done in other movies. Anyway, as for the other two, you know, when something really bad happens to me. I tend to push it out of my mind completely (laughs) Just block it out (laughs) And I think that they were so horrific that I'm really struggling to recall what happened in 3 and 4 I can only remember just from talking about it now that there was that one set in the prison Mm
1: -hmm. That was 3
0: Okay so I've legit lost all knowledge of what happened in 4
1: Just to to recap, you're going 2-1 AVP and then
0: and just then I don't even want to. I don't even want to rank the other two. Okay. I can't remember enough of them. I feel like I need to listen to what I said on the last podcast. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like I if do. you can
2: remember Alien Three, you preferred it to Resurrection.
0: Yeah. I am not ranking it though. I just they remember. Just don't even finish. I just remember. There's
1: a podium, and then those guys are just yeah, did not like,
0: finish. Yeah, where are they? They didn't finish the race. I just remember being so annoyed and upset, almost that Gus had made me vote. number three. <laughs> Because it totally shit on everything that I liked about aliens. So I remember finding that really hard to deal with. And then when we watched number four, I remember being like, how is this happening again? (laughs) But obviously worse.
1: So it seems worse because it's just compounding the... Oh, trash
0: yeah. I can remember this really crappy prison that so it was set in a prison and that's all I can remember about mm-hmm. number three so that is a blessing for having a really shit memory hmm. Fair enough. what do you think
1: for me I started off very similarly to Craig when I initially wrote mine down I was thinking one and two joint top really yeah but then I thought I'm gonna try and split the difference and I thought I will watch Aliens more often than I will stick on Alien. So I'm putting Aliens top, just like you Natalie. But then also I thought about what you mentioned about our cinematic experience watching Alien together mm-hmm. and I find it is a really cinematic movie, it just mm-hmm. it works so well in that setting. So unfortunately I don't have a cinema that I can watch it in but <laughs> <laughs> that's not to take anything away from the original. I think it is amazing and it worked so well on the big screen. So it's a really close second for me. But I will be tempted to watch Aliens more than I would watch Alien. Mm. Then, in my list, I originally had Alien 3 in third position. (laughs) But I think listening to you two recap our horrible experiences of watching it, I'm being swayed to putting AVP in third place because what I definitely thought was, uh, before we started off on this whole crazy escapade, I used to have it in my mind that resurrection wasn't that bad but (laughs) after our discussion last year i'm just like no it is the worst one it is clearly the worst so i've definitely got resurrection at the very bottom and then just listening to what you guys had to say about three and how this one is, an AVP is, um, is dumb, it's got ridiculous hammy dialogue, it's just action figures being smushed together, but it knows that's what it is, that's what yeah. it's doing, you know, it's not trying to be anything more than that, it's not trying to be a kind of legacy leading on from 3 or the whole Ripley and Newt saga or anything like that, it's just people getting chased by aliens and, and monsters, so I think it is in my third position. <laughs> then I will go Alien 3 in fourth, and resurrection a distant
0: how can you even remember what happened in them
1: like i say i might not have watched resurrection for a while until we watched it last year and then like whoa i really did not realize quite how bad this was
0: you <laughs> I mean, like yeah that the last I mean, two years have been torture for doing this podcast <laughs> because it's not been fun watching those films this one was fun and that is why it's third for me
2: yeah resurrection doesn't have lines like it's like finding moses dvd collection it's just such a great terrible oh, life
0: moses exists i'm gonna write that down in the universe
2: and didn't have a dvd collection that's important yeah or not that we know of.
0: that we, yeah for sure who's to say <laughs> It would be well, a
2: surprise if they found it. That's
1: <laughs> what the light is getting at. There was more joy in this, even if it was laughing at the film in some sections, than yeah. I've found in the last two years of watching. Yeah, it's yeah. not a tough watch.
2: Like It just breezes past.
3: Yeah,
1: and there's 12 minutes of credits, so when you look at the runtime, that's even kind of shortened down by, you know, you get to the end, you're like, oh, I didn't even realise that you know, we were
2: there already. And There's no post credit scene, at least as far as I know. Mm-hmm.
0: I've been ticking off my notes as we've gone along. And there's a few that I didn't say.
1: Well it's time for final thoughts. So if there's (laughs) anything that you feel hasn't said needs to go said and shouldn't go unsaid, let's have
0: it. So I mean some of them are quite boring, so I'll ignore those, but I wrote really cute friendship. Made a spear and a wee shield. So I thought that was really cute. I liked a little friendship. I wrote down Aliens quite sexy. (laughs) Sleek, smooth, shiny, wet. Like a cat suit.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and then I wrote down about the flashback, but I don't remember talking about it. And I don't know, I'll just quickly say. I wrote down, flashback. Taught humans to build. Revered as gods. Sacrifices. How did they get the great serpents? Does this mean not aliens? But then I screwed that out.
1: I remember the two of us kind of towards the end when the Predator's taking its mask off and then they're kind of surprised by the alien queen. <laughs> he kind of turns and he's like, what? <laughs> and we were both shocked that a Predator can be so emotive yeah. in oh, the that face. Or great. Like, oh, we knew what, what Ricky's feeling right there.
0: Oh, uh, Ricky. Oh, I was going to call him Ricky Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, Yeah, his little Craig. Do you recall that scene?
2: Yeah. Where the alien come through and they (laughs) go
0: turn around and (laughs) what? (laughs) His V face because he doesn't have his same protective mask on, so Mm -hmm. you see everything. So
2: I think they must have done something to the Predator makeup to make the face more expressive. Because I
0: don't—they gave him blue eyes. Yeah,
2: because I don't remember the Predator being all that expressive (laughs) in any other film.
0: Maybe because he's a juvenile.
1: Maybe. he's got some real feelings and hormones going on
0: yeah. yeah you can't control the space
1: okay was there anything else you'd like to say in summation or is um, it just going to be that kind of
0: stream of consciousness okay one thing that i didn't like about it i didn't like that a lot of the kills were off screen and implied that was a bit of a bummer it made me question the bbfc
2: certificate actually because paul ws anderson wanted R rating but wasn't allowed so
0: well yeah it was just a bit annoying because if you're making that kind of movie we want to see what the deal is yeah all I've seen that was annoying the first part really frustrating because what is going on but when it gets going when they're going through their jungle gym that's quite cool and then even though that doesn't really make sense either it was kind of like watching national treasure where they have to like (laughs) solve all these clues that indiana jones but in an alien world under the ground it's quite interesting yeah as a little adventure sojourn quite enjoyed it i liked their little friendship i wish she hadn't died at the end i wish they'd taken her with them yeah loads of things could have happened we'll never know but poor ricky mm-hmm. poor ricky
2: well thanks craig your final thoughts i enjoy this film i have no issues but I've- Plenty of issues with it, but I have no issues watching it. I think it it never feels like I've wasted time when I watch it. I mean, I haven't seen it in quite a long time before today, before re-watching it for this, but it's enjoyable. It's well put together. There are some parts of it that are legitimately great that I've spoken about. The use of practical effects is nice. There's some really cool shots as well. I didn't mention it before, but the Predator ship silently flying overhead was a really cool shot near the beginning.
0: I wrote Viking ship.
2: <laughs>
0: That's one of my things of Gateway yeah. to Hell and baking
2: shit, yeah. those were two um, Paul W. S. <laughs> Anderson does know what he's doing, although I don't think he's necessarily all that focused. So there's these moments of brilliance and a sea of kind of mediocrity, I suppose. And the <laughs> Resident Evil movies are guilty of that. We already mentioned the laser sequence, mm-hmm. which is iconic. Like people talk about that scene as being like, Yeah, that was a really cool scene and it's something that gets referred to in other films and things but it's just surrounded by a generic zombie movie. is isn't as good as other generic zombie movies, and then the later ones get more and more ridiculous. But you know, <laughs> I think if he was reined in, he could really make something great, and there's elements of that in here. I wonder if this is his film where he was able to cut loose a bit and try a few things. Maybe there wasn't as much scrutiny on him as there is other places. <laughs> there is greatness in here, and, yeah, the characters are broadly drawn... I think Alexa's the best character in it, that's because she has more screen time. The rest are just kind of defined by accent and job title, I suppose. <laughs> but it works. I mean we've seen far worse examples of it, and yes. we'll continue to see far worse examples of
3: <laughs> no. like that
2: over the years. not just in this franchise in films in general we'll see generic monster movies, generic action movies follow this template and, and don't do it quite as well so yeah it's i'd recommend it watch it and if you're not looking for a classic that fits into the alien canon then you'll probably enjoy it,
0: it fits into the canon
2: i mean in terms of the quality of the first two entries
0: if you're it's expecting
2: like, something like that then you're not going to get it But
0: yeah. it's part of that though it is part of that well, you can't deny it
2: until we get to the and you'll see
1: why we I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I'd, I'd echo the sentiments you guys have expressed I think it's dumb, it's short which is good yeah it does not have memorable characters really beyond the core sort of one or two it's got aliens fighting predators I mean that's what <laughs> it's what they set out to do and they achieved it the setting is not all that interesting it's very dark it is practical, which is good and I can appreciate that. Paul W S Anderson, I think, as you've mentioned, a lot of his films are probably very samey and kind of you could see that in this, you know, a lot of the sort of computer graphic, the sort of spinning exploration of the buildings and things. I kept thinking, you yeah, know, that's exactly like what you see in Resident Evil. There's always lift shafts or sort of cross sections of buildings and stuff kind of mm-hmm. on computer screens. So that's right out of that. I I presume he's just been kind of doing the same thing for years and years, <laughs> but he's obviously quite good at what he does. It wasn't Alien Three and it wasn't Alien Resurrection so it definitely has that going for it. We laughed, we enjoyed so much more of this than the last two years worth of oh, Alien God. movies.
0: Honestly, if it had been like the other two that we watched, I don't know how much more I'd be encouraged to keep on doing this podcast. Yeah,
1: whether I was laughing with it or laughing at it, I was entertained and it wasn't utter slog like the last couple <laughs> of So yeah, it's a distant third to the other two in my rankings, but um, it's not to watch so (laughs) there you go that's my appraisal yeah so thanks for joining me and for having an entertaining alien day this year (laughs) yeah I think Uh, it's all downhill from here again (laughs) 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 we come up for air and then (laughs) (laughs) back down with the alien queen
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know AVP might be better than I remember but I have only seen it once
1: well yeah and it's uh, a brave new world for me so I can look forward to it at this point
0: I will just be comforted to know that that is a year away <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool well we'll draw it to a close thanks very much for joining us again on the avp alien day pod thanks a bunch. thanks for joining us again for our annual alien day pod thanks to everyone involved and remember to check out all the great content at NeilBeforeBlog.co.uk. please like and subscribe to neil before pod at apple podcasts stitcher spotify and wherever good podcasts are sold